Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Episode of 157 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders, aka Eagle Sessions, here with Evan Hollywood Hearn. And let's talk about the state of the, the Philadelphia Eagles and, and talking uh, about Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. Uh, obviously, the two pillars of the, uh, the offensive side of the ball. Like, things don't get started unless Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz are in their bag. And uh, so far this season, there's been a hole in the bag. (laughs) And we have not seen the offense that we were expecting to see in 2020. And then we haven't seen um, the year that we expected when we started back in January. 2020 has been a doozy. But what has become a constant this year, week in and week out, is the ineffectiveness of this offense the ineptitude of Doug Peterson, the constant mistakes of Carson Wentz, and the fan base left with tears in their eyes <laughs> week in and week out. Uh, but it is what it is, and me and Ever are going to talk about it, and that's what we have to do. We have to talk it out. And what's going on right now, you know, I, I, I've talked over the weeks, if you listen to this podcast, I've, I've talked about what – Another loss does this football team. Players start to start speaking. Uh, people in the organization are talking out. We have a player and someone else who's close to the plans, uh, according to the NJ.com article by Mike K. It, it's, it, it starts to make, I mean, it starts to make sense in terms of everything we've been talking about and where this team is at the moment. But you have questions. We have questions. And uh, Evan, I mean, are you are you super concerned right now, or are you just letting the chips fall where they may? 
I mean, I think I'm past the point of concern. I think that it, we're at a point now where we're just looking at it for what it is. Uh, this is a bad football team. We all know that. It's not a mystery. Uh, we have a quarterback who is clearly regressing. We have a head coach that is clearly not willing to do what he needs to do to help. And when you have that sort of trajectory, you're just going to continue to go down. So I'm past the point of worrying about this season. I'm just sitting here letting it, I'm just riding it out. I'm riding it out, seeing where we're going to end up. I know it's not going to be pretty at the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I mean, in 2020, why, why would you expect anything different? This year has been nothing but chaos and confusion. So why would the Eagle season be any different? I mean, no matter how many times we go into battle, you know, we get thrown up against the wall. We don't change our fighting tactics at all. Uh, we try the same dead in the water game plan every single week only to get the same results. Like I said, man, we're not a good football team. That's a given. Doug Peterson is not letting this team get any better, however. And uh, his ego is very detrimental to our season. And more importantly, it's detrimental to the development of our quarterback, which has clearly gone in the wrong direction. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm not worried. I'm more just uh, I'm, I'm more disappointed right now. I'm the, I'm the angry, disappointed dad right now. I mean, you, you have every right to be disappointed, uh, Eagle fans. Uh, you know, everyone's in their feelings at this point. You know, when you're stuck inside and, and trying to, you know, go through all that, all 22, <laughs> and see the mistakes. And everybody's pointing out every single mistake. Everyone's breaking it down. And the whole idea of, like, you know, where we stand on Carson Wentz versus, like, you know, Doug Peterson, I, I feel like, you know, the play calling hasn't helped Carson Wentz, but I also don't take away fault from Carson Wentz at all. I'm seeing mistakes that are, you know, whether it's ball placement, uh, whether it's being skittish, uh, whether it's being, you know, after he gets past, you know, the second read, you know, all, all things fall apart. Um, I mean, it's an issue. And, again, on the, the day uh, uh, of uh, – you know, Donovan McNabb's birthday. Happy birthday to uh, number five. We, we, we still do. We still do love you. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, like we don't accept these mistakes from any other quarterback. We never accept these mistakes from uh, like a Jaworski, a Randall Cunningham, a Michael Vick, Donovan, a Kevin Cobb, Donovan McNabb. I will not accept these mistakes from Carson Wentz. Or, I mean, or Nick Foles. We always are going to speak our minds on what we expect to see from players who have set the bar. So in terms of Carson Wentz, whether it's this NJ.com article, kind of like it just – you have people talking again. And it's like, who is it? You know, and, you know, Jason Kelsey had made mention about uh, his quote here is, when times get tough, guys expose themselves. They expose who they are and what they believe in, and what their values are. You find out a lot about people. And uh, it's starting to get weird internally with this team. You know, I, I'm getting, you know, I'm getting Texas, concerned Texas from good friends who are Giant fans, who are just like, are you okay? What's going on with the Eagles? Are you, are you okay, Gail? <laughs> like, I'd never get these. I'd never get these uh, Texas. And it, it's, it's definitely, you look across national scene, Eagles are the topic of conversation everywhere. Isn't that crazy? No one can understand. No one can understand it. This is a team that is not supposed to be this bad. 
I mean, we are around the likes of like what the Jaguars, what the Browns usually are. Just we're we are a bottom of the barrel football team right now. And I feel like not just us, but the whole national spotlight can't figure out why that is. We are we on paper are a much better football team than what we show every single Sunday. What so where is the disconnect? Is it the quarterback? Is it the coach? I think it's it's hard to ignore how Carson has aggressed. Yes. But I think the bigger story here is how Doug Peterson is just unwilling to help the situation. I mean, I think about not even on game day, but just some recent press conferences that he's had. I think about the whole Brett Favre thing uh, when his buddy Brett Favre made that comment. And he just kind of said, yeah, well, I respect Brett's opinion. And he didn't just nip it in the bud and say what he ha- he was supposed to say right in the very beginning. And then I look at the press conference today and they ask him, well, moving forward on Monday, is Carson going to be your quarterback? And then there's this big hesitation. He's, he's sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, that's not exactly instilling confidence in your quarterback. Yeah, I mean, so, that's weird, dude. Yeah, it, like, that's what I'm saying. It's like we're, we have a quarterback right now who is very obviously lacking confidence out there on the field. And when you have a head coach that is not doing anything to support that, I mean, I don't think that that's going to help Carson at all. Even even if Carson's having a bad year, you, you're his head coach. You have to have his back. Yeah, and in the article, it talks about, um, you know, Press Taylor being forced to isolate himself uh, at home. So he wasn't there, you know, at the facility. And they said during Taylor's absence, teammates noticed that Peterson took a more critical and vocal approach with Wentz than the position coach typically would. Typically would, according to one of the sources. That was his hardest week, the person said. Regardless, once again, looked erratic against the Browns, struggling to find open receivers and making poor choices in the pocket. And that's the kind of thing that makes you – like it's getting worse and, and the the typically would like what kind of conversations are being had with press taylor and carson wentz i mean are they like non Filippo like where i heard Filippo was the you know the hand that rocked the cradle he was you know all up in wentz's face and does, does wentz not respond to criticism like does he do, he doesn't want that but does he need that? You know, I've, I've typically talked about the, I, you know, is would a, a Jim Caldwell, like an older gentleman who can put him in his place? I don't know. Does he need that? Like, obviously, he's regressed with stats. He's regressed with uh, technique. I, I mean, Jeff Lurie's not excited. There's rumors about him not being excited. He's, he's mentioned it previously about the offense being, and it's all eyes on Doug and the offense. Like, Jim Schwartz has had his issues alone, but all eyes are on the offense and all eyes are on who is surrounded Carson Wentz over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. You can't, there's no more scapegoat. I mean, Mike Rowe's gone. Press Taylor's next. Who's after that? It's Dougie, man. It's Dougie. Doug, Dougie's seat is getting hotter by the day. And one of the things that I found more puzzling about that NJ.com article is the fact that his own players they were talking about him in practice Carson and they were saying how in practice he honestly he looks good he it looks like he's playing well and then that just doesn't translate into the game so to me everything every single problem that we have 
ultimately comes down to coaching. Because like, why why would a player who is practicing well not be able to play well on game day? If he's doing well throughout the entire week, maybe it's just a shit game plan. Maybe, and I mean, we've been talking about that. That's that's not like this is the first time we've brought it up on this show. The the game plan's been completely vanilla and not helping Carson out. So maybe maybe that's the issue. Maybe Doug's just been figured out. Maybe. I mean, and then the the whole idea, you know, you know, me and Evan were talking over last week, and we're just just trying to break it down like internally. And I'm 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 talking about like. You know, in the article, they actually spoke on it about, you know, teams are like scheming Carson Wentz like he's a rookie quarterback, like taking away his first read and sending the blitz and putting pressure on Carson Wentz. And right now that's busting pipes, pressure bust pipes. And uh, Carson Wentz is uh, not handling it well. And that's I think that's my issue, you know, like. You know, like people will go back and see some of those plays, and they're like, "Oh, the design. Uh, you know, you don't know football if you uh, look, are looking at the like if you pull the trigger." I mean, Dan Orlovsky mentioned you could throw a back shoulder fade on. I mean, a back shoulder throw on that. Doug Peterson said he had a he had a moment to hit Jalen Rager. So if the the, the head coach says you, he has the potential to hit Jalen Rager on that, I don't want to hear anyone else say you can't because. Doug Peterson designed the play. So, like, you know, it's a matter of, you know, I've I mentioned uh, during the last game, I, like, Carson Wentz can't be a gunslinger if he's gunshot. We are seeing week, week after week a gunshy version of Carson Wentz where he met, makes mention of he trusts his, his wide receiver options, but yet again he's double-clutching. On the, the out route to Alshon Jeffrey that was there, why are you not hitting the out route? It's there. And if you if you don't like the out route, throw to the open space where Dallas Scottert is waiting. Uh, you have those options. So instead of, you know, that's the first, the second read we're talking about, you fall apart after the second read. That's These are major, major problems in there. You know, so, everyone is looking for answers. What, what like, percentage of this do you think is the factor where, like, do you think Carson is maybe so unsure, uncertain in the pocket because of Jason Peters? I'm looking at his – I'm looking at the poor play of Jason Peters, and if you go back and watch the All-22 of Jason Peters versus the Browns, it is horrendous, man. I mean, he's caught out there just watching watching the play – unfold in front of him not doing anything about it my man's got front row tickets he's just sitting there watch the play happen not picking up anyone to block um he's missing blocks left and right just getting run all over and i think that a big portion of carson wentz's just skittishness that we've continued to see is a factor of not knowing when he's going to get hit from the blind side and i think that a big portion to blame for that is Doug Peterson's unwillingness to change. Why the hell do we keep trotting Jason Peters out there if our quarterback just feels unprotected? And then it goes back to the, you know, some of the things that have been said about, you know, maybe Harry Roseman is in control of who's playing, who's not. The full fact of, you know, Fulgham doing his thing and his production has dipped ever since Alshon's been back. 
Um, the fact that Jordan Milata is not here, not in the starting lineup, and Jason Peters is back, and his play was just was terrible. But then there's also the the idea of like you know that on that any lineman or any you know you take a sack, you know you take a safety in the end zone. It's like yep, it's terrible. Like you know that terrible. you, I mean, you know like, you're in the end zone, man. Yeah, I mean. Obviously, there, there was pressure there, but if, you, if they, I got, believe they ran like a levels concept on the left side, mm-hmm. he had the out route low. I mean, if he wanted to just get rid of it and throw to the left side, I mean, he did have Goddard um, streaming, but again, that pressure and him getting maybe skittish. Um, but the, the whole idea of like throwing it away, if you felt a certain way, like. I thought, you know, like, you know, like, I, I know the line was probably like, yeah, you took a sack here, dude. Like, in the, the coach is like, you, you can't take a sack here. Yeah, that, that one is 100% on Carson. That one's 100% on Carson because you, as the quarterback, you know where you are positionally on the field. You know that the left side you, has been getting beat the entire time. You don't have much time to get that ball out. We've talked about, you know, Carson, once if he gets the ball out before two and a half seconds, uh, after the snap, it's it usually goes well. If he holds on to it for longer than that, then we can expect a sack or worse, a fumble, whatever. So I, he has to release that ball quick. Man, you know you're standing in the end zone. You don't have all day. That's on you, Carson. That play is on you. Now, uh, shout out to Luke Stanford, one of our working John writers. He, you know, he recently just put out like a, a tweet, uh, and it was a thread of like basically breaking down like. Because everyone at this point in time, we're looking for like answers. Like, how do you go from this to that? Is it the mobility? Is it you know? Is it the concussion? Is it you know just being sluggish? Like, is it, he he broke into it, like his diet? It was like breaking down the fact that he went, you know he had the vegan, the gluten free diet, and is it affecting his performance? Um, the the weight that he put on, the you know everyone's like, oh, he's got the dad bod. And you, you know, I was going back after looking at the play versus um, Chicago Bears when he did a no look. He felt the pressure behind his back, did a no look spin out, and just looked incredibly like a gifted athlete with yep. six cents. Uh, you you can go back to the Carson Wentz uh, Giants game where he does a pump fake and then he cuts across the field and, and jukes another player and he's running running across the field and making people look silly in space. And like, yeah, that, that Carson Wentz has been pretty much obsolete. We, uh, we haven't seen that Carson in a long, long time. I mean that, not that he's quick twitchy, but he's got, he had some twitch uh, and the ability to get away. And you know, I, again, like it's, 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 it's almost like, you know, you're, I don't know if you're sad or you're, you're just confused and you need answers, but there's you're not getting any answers. But at the end of the day, the relationship between Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson has issues. There has some problems. There's problems lingering. We don't know exactly what it is. Um, you think uh, you think dad and dad need to go to marriage counseling? <laughs> I think uh, group therapy, some family therapy is a need. I think there's a separation between Carson and Doug or church and state. <laughs> They're not reading from the same scripture. They both have sinned and failed the glory of God. 
How many punts can we fit in here? <laughs> uh, right now, Carson is at Carson 314 turnovers. I mean, interceptions. Uh, I'm, I'm, I should keep going. But it's, again, like you, you have questions. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, Doug Peterson doesn't have answers. I mean, we're, we're just looking for somebody to tell us, you know, I think what this fan base is looking for is for someone to come out and point to one issue with this team. We're looking for Doug Peterson to say, hey, if we fix this one thing, we're going to be all right. But uh, I hate to break it to you, folks. It's not just one issue on this team. We, we have a multitude of problems, and it's not a quick fix, unfortunately. I, I am I regretfully say that this season is pretty much a wrap. Um, I don't see us even – if I'm being real, we, we've talked about how we're going to limp into the playoffs and, you know, we're, we're going to get there because the rest of the division stinks. You know what? We stink really, really bad. I'm not even sure if we can win this division. I just, well, it, I think it's offensively, though. It's, it's, it's offensively. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's totally offensively. I mean, the defense has been the reason that we've hung in some of these games. And they've also been the reason that we've got completely burnt. But that, that's just the thing is that we have cons- inconsistency across the board. Sometimes the defense shows up. Sometimes they don't. The offense never shows up. That, that's just what it is. The fact that the timeline is a complete mess, whether whatever social media platform you're on, it's a war of the, the, war of the world in the Eagles community. Uh, fans are starting to eat their own, attack each other attack each other's takes it's a, mm-hmm. a cross between a dateline special and unsolved <laughs> mysteries uh but eagle fans I, I feel like you know i i just trust that um i i trust that jeffrey lurie is, is watching down i want you know lurie to have that uh that thanos outfit at the end of the season mm-hmm. i want him to you know start uh evaporating some people here because at, at this moment in time I, I think he's learned from you know the, the Andy Reid years and uh, the Chip Kelly years and you know whether it's uh when he when it comes time for him to put his foot down I think he he knows when that given moment is yeah his experience so now it's as Eagle fans we're wondering all right who's going to be gone like who's that yeah. next um, piece that's going to be removed out of there. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say that, you know, guys like Press Taylor, a lot of position coaches might be relieved of their duties. What we're all sitting here wondering is if, if it's going to be any of the big positions. Is it going to be a head coach that gets removed? Is it going to be an offensive coordinator that's added on? Finally, I'm begging you. I'm begging you get an offensive coordinator inside of this inside of this building. Is it going to be Jim Schwartz that's that's let go? I don't know. After a season like this, I am really hard-pressed to say that a big move doesn't happen, either with one of the coordinator positions or the head coach. I mean, we just got questions. And it, I think it all reverts back to coaching at this point in time. Again, there's no uh, – we're not letting Wentz slide here on – you know, like this, you have to be accountable here. You know, whether it's young wide receivers being accountable for, you know, their routes – Again, goes back to coaching. Uh, whether it's having the right guys blocking for Wentz, goes back to coaching and making decisions. It's the the idea of evaluating talent and getting it correctly. The fact that Fulgham is is one of your best wide receivers and the guys that you you know opted for and, and aren't even 
giving you any production or injured or banged up. Even You can even look at the linebacker position, but and this can go back to Howie Roseman if he's actually deciding on who's on the field at the same time. Like the ability to stick with Nate Gary while Alex Singleton is he's kind clearly of, better. Yeah, He's a better option at this point, but it's yep. these are the questions that we have. But in, in, it's a weird time and because it's Thanksgiving and you want to think about the things that are thankful in your life. It's, in Philadelphia, I'm always pretty much thankful for my Eagles. And uh, <laughs> at this current time, I'm very thankful that they're not playing on Thanksgiving because I would assume they ruin that. Yeah, I agree with that entirely. And it's a shame, too, because, uh, you know, we just lost the Thanksgiving matchup. But what I thought was going to probably be the best one, the uh, the Ravens and the Steelers aren't going to be playing now. That's beat. But, uh, yeah, I would, I'm would. i very glad that it's not going to be replaced with the Eagles-Seahawks because that would just, you know, may, make me bring up my meal all over the table. <laughs> I can't, I can't well, watch that. Then I'm going to ask you a question. And I'm going I'm to I'm leave this for the, the, the viewers out there who are listening. Now, if Carson Wentz, well, we'll go, you know, we'll think about this whole season. And uh, Carson Wentz and... Dougie Peterson are both having Thanksgiving dinner. Where are you spending your Thanksgiving dinner if you get invitations by Coach Peterson or Carson? Huh. Well, the way I'm looking at that question is Carson Wentz is kind of like the uh, relative that is not going to be going away anytime soon. Carson Wentz has that contract. He's going he's gonna to be hanging out. Carson Wentz, we we can call for him to be benched. We can call for him, whatever. The fact of the matter is he's the $100 million man. He's got the extension, and he's not going anywhere. Doug Peterson, on the other hand, doesn't have the same type of job security, and I also think that more problems on this team fall in Doug Peterson's lap than Carson Wentz's lap. Uh, he's the head coach. He has much more problems than just the quarterback, and he's not – doing anything on a week-to-week basis to improve anything all we're doing is getting worse and worse every week uh so i'd be going to carson's house i'd be i'd be going to carson's i'd be having the uh fresh caught turkey he probably just plucked it a few hours before cooking it and uh to be honest with you i wonder how many shots it took to uh to actually hit it oh oh (laughs) he's high a little bit Uh, but where would you be where where would you find yourself eating uh thanksgiving dinner you know i i think um with the choices that Doug Peterson's been making, you know, I, I'm I'm concerned about the sides that are being offered. Yeah, uh, on the table, like is it, you know, raisins and the potato salad? No, that's going on for sure. Um, is it? Um, He's got some celery in the mac and is cheese. It, is some dry ass turkey? Um, <laughs> you know, I you know, I think there might be some yams at uh, Carson Wentz's table. Sweet potato pie, maybe. Yeah, and and and, that, and that's the thing that'll be missing from Doug Peterson's uh, tables is a, a variety of sweets. My man's just gonna have the vanilla ice cream. That's all he brings to the table every week is the vanilla. What's some vanilla on your uh, apple pie there? I'm, you know, I'd rather have uh, some sweet potato pie on Thanksgiving. So, are you team Carson Wentz or team Doug Peterson on Thanksgiving? Whose table are you sitting? At? I'm I'm sitting at Carson's, but the thing is, 
it's a tough decision. <laughs> That's the thing that stinks. Is it's a, it's a tough decision because either house uh, at, at this point right now, I almost just want to stay home. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the invite from Carson Wentz. I'm gonna hope that he sends the invite to Doug Peterson and his offensive coordinator to come. Yes. Yeah. So so he sends a plus one. May it make for yeah. the, you know soon to be named offensive coordinator and Doug Peterson, and that's that's kind of where I sit. If you know if he doesn't want to come to the table uh, or the the Carson Wentz household without his plus one, not his wife, we're talking about his offensive coordinator. Then then it's going to get weird. So yeah, but we do, we do want to uh, wish you guys a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, I know twenty twenty has been rough, but uh, be thankful for. The things that you do have, whether it's family, uh, good friends, lo- great loved ones, um, and people around you that, uh, that you trust, love, and can d- depend on during these hard times. Any last words for the fans out there? Nah, just to, just to build off what you just said, just give some love to your people. I mean, reach out to some family that you haven't talked to in a while. I know that everybody's going to be doing uh, you know, Thanksgiving pretty much just with their household there's not going to be any you know extended family visits um so you know virtually through text through phone call through skype calls whatever uh, skype even still around i don't know but uh you know re- reach out to some family that you haven't talked to in a while touch base make sure everyone's doing all right and uh you know j- just have the family involved this thanksgiving because they're the ones that are going to make you happy it's certainly not going to be this football team for sure um and, and we will be back uh, hopefully on friday breaking down the Seahawks and obviously getting ready for that Monday night game. Uh, we, that, we do have Sunday off. So it's a little nice thing. You, you know, whatever you got to do with the family, you got a day off. You can enjoy some football. We get back at it Monday. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, it's always fly Eagles fly. And we will see you guys in the next one. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.